0: Yo, what's going on, everyone? It's Brian and Jim here Drinking Beer and Play a Game, and welcome to another episode of the Power Hour.
1: Yes, hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 175. Thank you for joining us tonight. Um, yeah, we're doing it remote because it's all rainy and it's a little late and we're lazy, so hi!
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, good news. Uh, this will, for all intents and purposes... Be the last week of this modified schedule. I found out uh, something I thought would be taking up my Monday nights no longer is. So we should get, be able to get back to Monday night recordings. So we'll have the podcast back on Wednesday nights. Bry broke up with his side piece. <laughs> she was becoming more trouble than she was worth. <laughs> but Bry, they all are. <laughs> Damn it, Jim. <laughs> Damn it. (laughs) Um, I was excited too, Jim, because uh, I had all this after-party beer to share with you. I know. I I had some stuff you had given to somebody and they brought and then another specialty one. Um, So now I just decided, let me save that for when I see you. And you know what? Nobody, barely anyone touched the Blue Moons at the party, Jim. And I was disappointed.
1: Yeah, what do you call it? You use, like, a six-pack for when you're... Uh, so, Brian had him a little seafood bake at his house. So, he used, like, a six-pack in the uh, pot that he was using for steaming up the old crabbies. And, uh, yeah, I had, like, one or two
0: after that. Yeah, I bought two 12-packs because I was like, ooh, that, you know, Blue Moon's good with seafood. And I just also haven't had it in a while. But, yeah, yeah it seemed like everybody wanted the regular Miller or Rolling Rock or whatever. So...
1: Yeah, or the dogfish. That had a good going to it, too.
0: Yeah. But, no, that's what, uh, since you're not here, that's what I'm sticking with. Um, doing the Blue Moons. Like I said, I, Blue Moon's a weird one. I feel like every summer there is some point where I go, I kind of really want one. And I even went the fancy route because my wife happened to get oranges this week. <laughs> I was Nice. Like, it's a rare occurrence when I have both of these things together. So I was like, you know what? Cutting me up some oranges drinking some Blue Moon.
1: A little trip down memory lane.
0: It really is that, and earlier today I had a rolling rock. I swear, every time I had that, I just think of old parties. Oh I, yeah, my mind is just transported to that.
1: Yeah, we we talked about this before, but back in our for anyone new, back in our college days, like Blue Moon was like the craft beer at like the local college bar. We we're like, ooh, what's this? Ooh, it comes it comes with an orange. It's all fancy and like <laughs> it tastes different than Miller. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, it's good. Yeah, I mean, I was drinking it, but by then I was like. A lot of beers in, so gonna be like, couldn't fully appreciate it.
0: Yeah. But uh, what you got in your glass tonight, Chambers?
1: Well, Bry, have you noticed lately? So, anyone who ever talks to someone from PA, you're gonna hear us talk about some fucking Wawa. So, we love us, our gas station sub, uh, sub sandwiches. So, uh, they're selling beer now. And in PA, that's even more crazy with our stupid Puritan laws. Mm-hmm. So I am drinking from the Goose Island Beer Company, the Hazy Beer Hug. It is a bright, shiny haze, 6.8% alcohol, and yeah, no spiel. But this is a <laughs> citrusy son-, son of a bitch.
0: Yeah, the... But
1: like so... like most hazies, but this definitely is on the, uh, like, I mean, speaking of oranges, definitely on, like, the more orangey, pineapple-y side, I'll say.
0: So it's interesting, um... I know we talked about this before, like, with Duncan and other brands of doing their beer. Yeah. But Wawa, this isn't... They've collaborated with uh, 2SP, the Delco brand before, and um, they also did stuff with Kate May. I'm looking at one now. It's called Their Sure Tea. I keep trying to find it. I haven't found it yet. Yeah. So, it's... I. You know what? I am all for it. I think that's kind of an interesting thing. And you know what I also like... It doesn't seem like they're running into the same problems that old uh, movie licenses did with video games, where they can only be stuck with one brewery. They seem to be farming it out to a few different. There's no, like, one LJN of beer. So, that's kind of nice.
1: Yeah, Wawa's kind of, I mean, definitely around here, it's a goddamn institution, so Mm -hmm. they can pretty much do what they want. It's a favor to whatever companies that they, you know, sign on to do it for them. You slap the Wawa brand on it, you'll at least get interest buys. Whether or not it's even good, but people will pick it up just be like, "Ooh, Wawa beer."
0: They, uh, I know, I know they're in Florida. Did they go West Coast? What's the furthest West they went? I don't know. I have to look that up. I thought one I, for some reason. I thought maybe Washington. No, no, no. Um, I thought Tennessee or something, but maybe I'm wrong. But yeah, um, no. Uh, Wawa and any of you goddamn Yinzers with your sheets. And other PA folks, I don't want to hear about it. Wawa is just better. You need to accept it. And if you're out of state, you don't know what we're talking about, and that's fine. Think think of a better 7-Eleven.
1: Oh, yeah, way better.
0: That's, like, the easiest way I can ex- describe it.
1: Yeah, like <laughs> a Royal Farms or a Turkey Hill or whatever the hell you have.
0: Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I haven't tried any of the Wawa, even the 2SP stuff. For some reason, I just kind of never... Never thought to really get one. But do you like it or is it kinda just
1: meh? Um I mean, it's fine. It's definitely more of a citrusy, you know, fruity hazy. So that at least sets it apart a little bit from like the hazies that are just more like you definitely get the bitterness in the back end, but it's like the citrus bitterness and not a hot bitterness. So yeah. it's a little weird. It's like it's like a fruit beer, but a little, you know, a little thicker.
0: Gotcha. Nice. Yeah, I uh like I said, I, I can't wait to to share the one big beer did you give it to tommy the goliath beer
1: no okay so he
0: brought some specialty one so yeah we gotta split that and then or uh, maybe the, we
1: did i don't even fucking know at this point
0: point. and then the virginia beers you gave them uh-huh so yeah we definitely we got dip into those bad boys
1: we'll dabble we're dabblers
0: but chambers uh you've been a busy little bee and uh I don't know if for better or for worse. What you have been playing this past week, Jim?
1: Actually this past week I haven't played a lot. I only got around to like maybe two games. So Well,
0: I meant you've been busy with one particular game.
1: Oh uh, yeah, sure as fuck have. <laughs> Sonic three and Knuckles. Finally got through the story mode of it. And now I'm grinding the goddamn
0: emeralds. But you so- only did it with Sonic. You still need to do it with tails and knuckles. You shut your whore mouth. I'll probably <laughs>
1: Tails is kind of useless because he doesn't really have a story to go along with this stuff. And, like, I could get all the me- emeralds and, you know, unlock Super Tails, but I don't care. Like, at least at least Knuckles kind of has his own little separate storyline. So I'll probably do that. But I'm running out of space on my computer here.
0: Yeah. The, uh, what is there? There's, so there's the Super versions and then, hi- what are they called? Hyper well, versions? What do you call there's, it? Tail- two.
1: Tails and Knuckles, you need to get, like, all the Hyper requirements done in order for them to go Super. And then Sonic can be super through the first half of the game. If you get all the Emeralds before then, then it goes away. And then if you get all the Emeralds and the Hyper Emeralds, then you become Hyper Sonic. And then you get the real ending.
0: So I know we're saving our opinions for the review. Yep. Um, I think you said on a tweet, though, your opinion hasn't really changed. Because you and I talked about this. Did you ever actually even beat Sonic 3 as a kid?
1: Yeah. I Yeah, what do you call it? Um For the when we're getting around to the review, I have so much to goddamn say about this game. I'm actually like scripting it for like the (laughs) gameplay section. But yeah, I grew up with Sonic 3 as a kid. Or not like as a teenager. I got it in like 99 or 2000, like a little after the party. But Mm -hmm. yeah, you know, enough of my childhood to say I grew up with it. So yeah, I played it. I got all the emeralds back then. Shit like that.
0: But you never did Sonic and Knuckles, right?
1: Right. I didn't own it until a couple years ago.
0: Gotcha. And when you got a couple years ago, did you dive into it, or is this really your first real deep dive?
1: Not really. This is my first real deep dive with the with the whole experience. So after my little rant like two years ago on the podcast, and everyone's like, oh, well, you can't judge it without playing its full experience. It's like, hmm.
0: <laughs> There's something You know what? It's funny. And like I said, we'll save our sp- specific opinions, but there is something to be said about how long into a game should you be able to say, like... This is—you shouldn't need to beat every game for it to all of a sudden become good. Like, like it's not like a movie where I think like the ending should not be the saving grace of a video game. Right. Yeah. I mean, what is that magic at? Like, is it? And it's tough because old school games in general—they're still pretty short. Like, even combined
1: Sonic and Knuckles is still—it's a (laughs) little—it's a little long, but it's still for a Sonic game. But it's you know still relatively short overall.
0: Yeah. But I'm curious, like. I was probably, I'll say, three hours, maybe four, into that game because there, and that's total because there was a lot of levels where I timed out or died or spent too much time trying to do mini games. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I, anyone who knew the game, you can, yeah, you could probably beat that game in what two hours if you know everything.
1: Probably less than that. Um, yeah,
0: but. I didn't, and I, d- I didn't have the patience, I was going slow, and I also dicked around and kept swapping characters, like, just wanting to see differences. Right. So far in that time, and I do want to dive a little bit more before we get to our review, but, yeah, like, I feel like my opinion is not going to be shifted that much to, if I go an, all the way to the end. So, I am curious about that. Like you said, it's like, when when... Can you say a game is, is good or not? Where I feel like the inverse is true about multiplayer, whereas the more time you invest, the more you appreciate the game and you master it. It's like snowboarding versus skiing almost.
1: Yeah. And I mean, in theory, if you like, you know, learn all the levels enough and all that again, it's all stuff we'll get to. So,
0: yeah. OK, but was has that basically been it or are you playing anything else?
1: No, actually, what do you call it? Dipped my toes into uh, Bloodstain, Circle of the Moon 2. So, I absolutely loved the first one. And I liked Ritual of the Night. I never finished it. Like, that's one of those Metroidvanias where I, like, got lost, couldn't figure out what the fuck I needed, and then just quit. So, (laughs) uh, maybe one day I'll go back to that. But I like the more straightforward approach of the uh, Circle of the Moon games. And you know what?
0: It's fucking
1: great. Like, it's so good. And, like, it's such a good throwback to the old Castlevania style with, like, you know, just that more polished gameplay that you can get in today's day and age. So... I think I'm on the last level now. The last level becomes a bit of a bear, so.
0: How many games are there total?
1: In that whole series, three.
0: Okay, so, I yeah, I played the first one. Um, I, same as you. Like, I really, really enjoyed it. I was like, it's basically, yeah, a polished Castlevania three clone. Um... And that yeah, that was an one. I think that only took me maybe two hours to beat. Yeah, it's it not super long. No, uh, and and honestly, it the difficulty is not anywhere near as severe as the old Castlevanias.
1: No, I can beat these, so they're definitely <laughs> not as bad as the old Castlevanias.
0: <laughs> so yeah, I uh, I think I'll definitely play Curse of the Moon two. Curse of the I, Moon, I, that's
1: it. Yeah, I kept saying circle like them, the Castlevania game. Blah.
0: Are you uh? Did you notice a big difference between that and the first one?
1: The biggest difference right now is, like, because a big gimmick of the first one was, like, you could choose whether or not to, like, take an ally with you or just to kill them and steal their powers or just do nothing. Okay. And this one, you don't really have that choice, unless I was, like, missing something. But it's kind of just like, you know, the next character just shows them. It's like, hey, I'm here now, and then that's kind of it. So, that's a little different. Maybe it, you know, changes by the end of the game. I don't know. I'll see. So, that's a little weird, but maybe they just wanted to refine more and just, like... The whole, just the gameplay mechanics itself. But, no, it's good. Doesn't really reinvent the wheel in any way, but, like, it's different characters. Man, they all play differently again, so it's
0: good. I must have missed something in the first one, and I I didn't even know there was an option to kill the character. I, thought I, you just-
1: I, I didn't know that at first either until, like, I watched videos, and I was like, oh, shit, you can do that? That's cool.
0: Ew. That's... So, yeah,
1: then you can turn that Zangetsu, or whatever the hell his name is, into, like, a super powerful with all these powers, or just, like, you know, really rough it with no powers, all that kind of deal.
0: I ended up really roughing it with no power, so, okay. Good to know. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I, um, this week has been a lot of XCOM 2. My god. Like I said, I know your real only experience with tactical shooters was Mario and Rabbids, right? Well... Well, well the tactical shooter. Style. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I did Fire Emblem this year too, so another tactics game.
0: I don't know if either of those are like the XCOM, but like I said, because you're you're getting nameless soldiers that you kind of invest in and you specialize them, and as they proceed, they end up getting like very specialty abilities. And I don't know how those other systems work, but my God, to be in a mission and I'm talking I will be right next to the person using a shotgun and it says percentage 98% chance of success and it misfires or and I'm like th- it's definitely misfiring more than 2%. I can I can fucking guarantee that. Like that I and you know what? I unabashedly I'm like I put however many levels of rank in this one soldier. I'm not letting him die because of that. I'm reloading the save and I'm like that's the only thing that really drives me crazy in that game and there's a lot of like you have to make a decision and once you make this decision and go down this path there's no reversing it and i I tend to be a completionist like i want to see all outcomes and that kills me too because i'm like oh i can't do it all i have to really kind of put it down one track so it is a great game i love the original but there are a lot of moments of just like son of a bitch Outside of that, uh, the Warhammer 3 Immortal Empires, which is already being flagged as like the greatest strategy game of all time, like in scale and scope and everything it's doing. The game is so massive. So I started campaigns. I did start streaming again. So I'm going to keep doing that. Um, outside of that, I actually dipped my toes back into Dead by Daylight today because they released the new, uh, uh, I think it's called Raccoon City City W. So the okay. killer is, is Wesker, hmm. and then the two survivors they added were Ada Wong and Rebecca Chambers. And previously, when they did the Nemesis uh, Leon and Jill like combo, that was their biggest sales and uptick in player count. So I think they're dipping back into Resident Evil because they're like, yeah, that seems to bring the people out. Yeah, and. Like I said, it's just nice to step away from that game, come back, and get re pissed off at it all over again. So, yeah, that's kind of been my, my focus as of the past week. Nice. Spend time with an old friend, eh, Bry? Mm hmm. Do you have any. Well, see, it's funny because you don't. I know you're not as commit to online games, but I was going to say, do you have any games that like you have to step away from because they piss you off and then you come back? Would it be like Tetris 99 for you?
1: Uh, every once in a while I'll come back to that and try to finally get that elusive win and then I get mad again and put it away for a couple months at this point uh, what the <laughs> fuck else like the only time I've really had like a super like where it got bad like my rage and I just like I, there, so <laughs> you're gonna obviously love this so there was a Yu-Gi-Oh game for the phone <laughs> and you could build your decks and you could play against people online like that was the whole thing and shit like that and you could you know you didn't have to put any money into it, so luckily that one I didn't. So
0: You didn't have to do it for the card game either, Jim. <laughs> no, I
1: did not, but hey, <laughs> things happen. But uh so as I was playing this Yu-Gi-Oh game, like, I would just be like it would either be things where I'm having a good game and then I just get like they just pull up some bullshit combo and I get one turn killed. Or it's a game where I just get in there and there's nothing I can do, and I'm just getting tranced. And, like, there were some nights where I would just get so, like, I'm, I'm seeing red at this point. So, I'm, like, I'm just like, all right, I'm either going to break this $1,000 phone or <laughs> I eventually just had to delete the app. And I haven't gone back to it since.
0: So, do you ever get that little itch, like, maybe it's not as bad. Let me go back. Or, or even, like, do you get the itch of, like, well, maybe if I just do a fresh run.
1: I get the itch, but then I'm like, wait, now it's been years. People were going to be even way worse than they were before.
0: So, nope. No <laughs> thank you. Yeah. No, I get that. It, like I said, it, I'm definitely at type now where I won't. My stubbornness in games has actually gone down with age. Where, as before, you knew me. I would like be like, I don't give a fuck how many times I'm going to die. I'm going to keep going. That was part of the gimmick with my streams of like playing Cuphead in some of these really tough games. like. I'll keep I'll keep headbutting it till it breaks. Yeah, I don't I don't do that anymore.
1: Yeah, we're getting old, Bry. We don't have the time.
0: <laughs> Jim, old is just an idea,
1: and a number, a very <laughs> real number with aches and pains.
0: <laughs> but Jim, just get the uh, what's the procedure with the uh, the South Park made the whole joke about it with Chris Reeves.
1: Oh, what do you call it? Uh, um, eating stem cells. Stem cells,
0: there you go, yeah, just sucking out <laughs> some abortions. that's all <laughs> Damn it, Jim. De- de- you didn't need the noise that was the noise they had. <laughs> I'm just saying you didn't need to do the noise maybe I, I didn't did. need to watch you doing that noise either.
1: maybe I did <laughs> it's like college all over again. It's a throwback night
0: i'm gonna, I'm gonna call you uh what what's his name stuttering Eric or no uh.
1: What, Stuttering John?
0: No, not Stuttering John. Eric, the dude. What the hell? Oh, high-pitch Eric? High-pitch Eric. (laughs) Hi, Mommy. (laughs) Hi, Daddy. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, Jim. Just move on to our patrons this week.
1: (laughs) Patreon.com slash drink a beer and play a game. Where for as little as $2 a month, you can ask a question and we will answer on each and every single one of these Power Hour podcasts. So before we get into that, big shout-out to The Shruggernaut, who has signed up for the $5 tier. So... Thank you so much for the support, bud. Make sure you keep an eye out for, you know, he said, he's like, I'll think of a game. I'll get it to you when I'm ready. So no rush, because we have enough games we're getting to right now. And (laughs) uh, also make sure to check out our bonus episodes, including our newest bonus episode, which just dropped today, uh, today being the 30th of August, where we reviewed Prey, the newest movie in the Predator franchise. So had a good discussion about that. Definitely make sure you head on over to there, sign up and check out that episode.
0: And also keep an eye out, uh, later in the week, there will be a bonus for all of our $1 tiers. I don't want to reveal it yet, but it's an interesting way Jim and I try to drink beer, and we race with it.
1: Oh, ah, that's coming out this week. All right, cool. Yep. And yeah, speaking of the bonus episode, make sure to check out, we did it once again with Nerdy Nick. Make sure to check out his podcast, the N Squared Podcast. So, always love having him help out on these episodes.
0: Jim, did you like in the thumbnail how I had you looking at the chick's butt?
1: I did, actually. I appreciated that.
0: <laughs> I mean, I was going to make it the Predator's Wang, but I was like, you know what? I'll give Jim the butt this time. <laughs> either way, I'm good. <laughs> Damn it. Fuck, Jim. What? <laughs> you know what? Don't say what.
1: <laughs> next, up, oh, next up. First up, from Game Whisperer Dean, what kid's video game have you had to play in either educational, preschool, etc., only to realize, I'm not hating this.
0: I mean, if we go when we were kids, the easy answer is Oregon Trail. That was the one in, in my computer lab that was available to us. Um, and, yeah, I mean, like, all the memes and all the thing, everybody knows. It. And for anyone who doesn't know it, I'm not saying you need to go and play it. But for our generation who grew up with it, yeah. All you wanted to do was buy the bullets, go hunting, and then you ran out of other resources, got dysentery, and died. So, yeah, that was my go-to edutainment game.
1: Yeah, back in my grade school, we didn't even have Oregon Trail, or maybe had it, like, once or twice. The big games I remember were definitely Zany Golf, which isn't really educational, but it's, you know, fun, wacky mini-golf game that we were always look forward to. And then there was this, like, there was an educational game that's like, it involved a turtle and like you would use it to like make words and like do math problems and shit like that. And I mean, we're talking about old Apple twos that we were still using into the late nineties at that school. So I couldn't tell you the name of it. I can't fucking remember, but I mean Pardon me. But uh <laughs> You're
0: just so used to doing it at this point. I
1: can't control it. It's not good. <laughs> I just want
0: to see you do that at work.
1: Oh, I've done it before.
0: So, so anyway, blah. I've done I've done it
1: in meetings. <laughs> Let's go. Whoopsies. But um,
0: yeah. So I can't
1: remember the fucking name of that. But uh, what else did we play that was like educational but fun? Because like I didn't have like a Sega CD, so I didn't have like Mavis. Uh, what is that, uh, Megan? Something teaches typing. I can't fucking remember the name. You know, I mean, fuck it. Best educational game ever, Typing of the Dead. There you go.
0: Well, I was going to say. And you know what? There's That's not even educational. You learn to a, type, that, that is a That is a sect of nerds that just want to show off. You don't get that to learn to type. You're already a pro at typing, and this is your way to flex your muscles. No, Brian, you work your way up to being a pro. Because you're not good enough with guns so you need to type.
1: You work your goddamn way up.
0: <laughs> I will say, uh, speaking of school games, Jim when you were in Ryan and you we first were introduced to 83s did you get like all the games like the obviously snake uh the mail what was it called the mailman do do you remember it oh. was basically like an RPG where like you you're like a mailman but all of a sudden like you're trying to earn money by doing routes but then you become like a drug dealer yeah drug you wars rob people yeah yeah it was uh those games were always interesting. And once you realize what the eighty three could do, you're like, "Holy shit!" And yeah, Snake and all that. Those oh yeah, I played different.
1: a lot of games on my TI eighty three. I had a lot of mm-hmm. fucking like I chewed up the memory on that thing just with bullshit. Uh, oh yeah, For like sure. I had an old like Rally Racing game on there and all different kinds of crap. There, there was one game, and like, I can't think of like the real game that it uh, apes, but. It's like one of those ones where, you know, you're a character and it's like kind of a platformer, but you have to push blocks into like, you know, it's a puzzler. So you have to push blocks in so you can get your guy to like climb onto blocks to get out of the levels
0: and shit like that. Uh, It's it's like that type. So I couldn't tell you the name of it, though. Jim, the real question is, do we need to do a review of TI-83 games?
1: Ah, fuck me. I got to find my (laughs) TI-83. I probably left that somewhere. (laughs) <laughs> it's probably long stolen
0: exactly <laughs> probably still has all your uh, your cheat sheets still on the inside
1: no that was my ti-89
0: yeah well and, and what's funny is <laughs> with the 89 you could have spent the hours just typing in the the cheats into the calculator but it was just easier to put paper <laughs> into the little sleeve
1: <laughs> oh Brian, i did both there were, I, I typed out entire fucking, like, you know, sophisticated engineering equations, like the setups for them inside there.
0: Kids today will never know.
1: Or, if even better, if you had a buddy in the class who went before you and they're like, oh yeah, they just took questions from homework. It's like, oh, I'm just going to type in all the fucking the questions from homework. <laughs> it's like, man, uh, where did understand. Jim get this random, you know, 100 from out of all these 30s he's getting?
0: Weird. Weird. <laughs> Oh, I could have also
1: taken all that time and effort to actually learn what I was supposed to learn. But,
0: you know, or I could just cheat. But you had to play Mean Bean. <laughs>
1: goddamn right I did. Talk about earworms. <laughs> Jesus.
0: <laughs> 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 nah, great question, though, bud.
1: Yep. Next up from Burn Retinas. You guys are a wrestling tag team. Are you getting over bigger as faces or heels? What? What, what are you? What's so funny? What is so goddamn funny? <laughs>
0: <laughs> as I was drinking the beer, I'm sorry. I see, Jim. I What's view more, so funny. I, I view us more of a Brock Lesnar, Paul Heyman situation. <laughs> Either way, I you think, would be
1: the muscle in the situation. I will give I'm you just that.
0: Saying you would be a, you you would be better as a manager. Well, just, actually, before maybe you Undertaker, Paul Bear situation. I don't know.
1: Why don't you go Bam Bam and Oliver Humperdink? huh? How about you go that far?
0: Jim, I mean, I mean, let's put it this way. You're no Sonny to my skip. It's true.
1: <laughs> this is true. But, uh, fuck it.
0: uh...
1: Anyway, I'm just choking on rage over here. But, so, if if I was a wrestler, you Dutch prick, uh, are we getting over better as faces or heels? I'd say we'd have to be heels
0: because of you we'd have to be heels for sure right like unless because i'm a shithead and you're an asshole so no but here's the deal you're just you're the dirty guy like so we'd have to be or we'd be the kind of like new age outlaws like anti we're not necessarily heels but we're not we're definitely not good
1: awesome (laughs) tweeners
0: i don't know I, that, I that, means <laughs> that means you're an in in-betweener.
1: Okay. That means you're in-between face and heel.
0: Um, yeah, I would say we'd probably be more on that vein. because I could actually see you as Road dog, And I'd be Mr. Ass, that's fine.
1: There you go. And speaking of, they'd be saying, and if faces, who's making the fiery hot tag? What's that mean? So the hot tag is when, like, The one guy, the the jump. Basically, yeah. The one guy's getting beaten up the whole time, and then the other guy—he jumps and hits the other guy who comes in like a house of fire, that kind of deal.
0: I mean, do we need to? No, I. I
1: I know I'm going to be the fucking Ricky Morton to your Robert Gibson. (laughs) I know,
0: Jim. You're the you're the Marty Jannetty to my Shawn Michaels.
1: Yes, yes, yes. I'll be taking all the goddamn heat, and then fucking you come in to save the day. I know. (laughs) Because no one's going to believe me coming into the ring and fucking being the house of fire. I know.
0: But Jim, Jim. I wouldn't let put I wouldn't let anyone put baby in a corner all right well thank <laughs> you <Brian. laughs> Jim we could be like the rock and sock connection
1: that is actually a Bradyson that's probably the
0: closest to what we would actually be <laughs>
1: uh the lovable sloppy goof with the uh the yeah. guy who drives
0: that there you go that would that would be fascinating. <laughs> well, time to go to wrestling school. <laughs> Let's do it. You think Stu Hart's still running it? Stu oh, Hart's no, dead. Right, dead.
1: Yeah. Uh, Bro, you just want to go up there and get stretched by him. <laughs> you put the arm back here, and then you your, it, in your butt. What? That's how he talks.
0: <laughs> I- Jim, for some reason, I don't think a Canadian Stu Hart talked like, hey, hey, hey. No, that's actually
1: like exactly how he talked. Hey, you did to put the arm back here and you, 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 you stretch him into your face.
0: He sounds awfully similar to your mother, Jim. <laughs> the voice you're giving is the same way when I say imitator. <laughs> no, what the fuck? No, <laughs> There's my, just a my- little more gravel. That's a, you're just giving more gravel, but it's still the, there's like a, a hint of, no, ethnicity. my mother is more Edith
1: from fucking all in the family.
0: <laughs> Jimmy. Uh, wait, Jim. So I did ask you this before and I can't remember your answer. You and I've said many times, we've been wrestling fans forever. We'd play wrestling games when you would finally be able to create a wrestler. Did you create yourself in the games?
1: No, nah, not really. Never? I think I did like once or twice, but I just I just wanted my escapism. I didn't want to be me.
0: But you but you didn't want to create a version of yourself and just be like, "Oh, he's like kicking everyone's ass."
1: Nah, I think I was more of a realist.
0: <laughs> God damn it. Jim. I wanted to escape my crippling depression, bro. Wait, so then in any game, do you ever create like RPGs? Do you create yourself? Well, Bry, assuming I'm
1: playing an RPG first is uh.
0: Well, okay, like. I, I think in like Elder
1: Scrolls, like I think I've made like you know, like stockier boys that kind of thing. So I'm, not even, I'm
0: saying though, like, do you have to? Because hearing you say that, then do you have to disassociate, or could you just like, be, like like oh dis- like a we me like I made that look like me. Yeah, I, I'm saying, of, coor, of course, shit like that. But I'm saying, like, even in wrestling, of, it'd be the same as, like, a yeah, gym. Hey, I've done it before, right but, d- like,
1: I think I haven't done it since, like, Warzone. I think I made me mm. in, like, Warzone, like, all the way back.
0: Okay. Interesting. And, yeah, of course, it's going to be exaggerated. If if they said, Jim, make a biography of yourself, you're going to give yourself many more inches and many more spots than is real because you're just writing the story. Probably, you know
1: me too well. My first thing was going to say we need more fucking cock <laughs> in these games. <laughs> we need that slide Damn bar. It.
0: Damn it, Jim. <laughs> I need to walk with a limp. I <sighs> hadn't choking on my beer with that. <clears throat> <clears throat> good question, though, oh. <laughs> Mike. <laughs> yep.
1: Next up, from, uh, from from good old TJ, Lawmans. Uh, question. Y'all drink a good amount of beer on the pod. Do you have a bucket to pee in while podcasting? That's a while to sit without peeing.
0: So, luckily, when we do these podcasts, we and we tell every guest, we... We, take pee- we have to take pee breaks, especially because of Jim. Yep. Um. So I just edit those out. Now, we have been on others' podcasts. Not artists- for human
1: fucking consumption. <laughs> I don't know how they do it. They go for, like, four hours when they do their recording, and they, like, they never stop. And they drink the entire goddamn time. They put us to yeah. shame.
0: Now, I will say, like I said, we've had some long podcasts, but like I said, yeah, we're pretty good. We'll do pee breaks and we've like I said we've been on other people's podcast um but i wouldn't it wouldn't be below me I, there, there may have been a time or two where i've just peed in the empty bottles can't do it in cans empty bottles though you can get rid of
1: it is true but see i've o- <laughs> oh more story time gym. i've always been <laughs> bad at peeing in bottles i always wind up pissing on myself how,
0: how? i fuck it up i don't know how have you never been driving and you had to like on ninety five and you know it's either it's way too far for an exit and you just got to piss in an empty Gatorade bottle? I mean,
1: Gatorade did. makes it a little easier. I'm talking about like you know standard water bottles and shit like that.
0: I mean, you just put the tip right
1: to it. Man, well, well it, just, <laughs> things don't work out when you're when you're Jimmy Wimmy. <laughs> so then you stop uh- doing it.
0: Right, I, I will
1: pull over on the side of a busy highway before I fucking try a bottle at this point. Can't Jim, do it.
0: Here's my question: How many failed attempts have you had that made you give up on this endeavor? Enough.
1: <laughs> when the answer is more than one, that's enough.
0: Um, there's, yeah, you just made me have so many more questions in my head. <laughs> Even beyond the
1: fact that, like, what do you call it? I'm also a uh, a, a shy peer, so. One just getting it going—that that's a battle in itself. And then once it's finally going, it's like, oh, surprise! Then, are
0: you a are you good at stopping midstream? Do you have good control? I can stop. Okay, hurts like hell, but yeah, you can stop it.
1: Yeah, it's not fun, but my inner dick giggles of that game is strong.
0: <laughs> Damn it, Jim!
1: <laughs> just for that fluid, though, not for the other one. Oh boy,
0: no control there. Jim, you're not an lord. <laughs> no. I, I, need- <laughs> <laughs> I jump Jim, over that one edge. that's what internet term I, I, I now know because I heard a podcast talking about it. I, I had no idea what it meant before that. I was like, God damn it. But yeah. Uh, no, yeah, like I said, we're good. At, and that's the thing is any podcast out there, allow time for pee breaks for your guests. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, and anyway,
1: like, yeah, the good old NFHC boys, like they have like brakes and shit like that. But it's like, man, when you have my bladder, there are just not enough brakes. I'm just like, all right, I'll be back.
0: Yeah, but good question, TJ.
1: Yep, definitely. And uh, <laughs> he goes on to say, fun fact: when I was on, I duct taped a bunch of Lawrence's diapers on me. I would not doubt that.
0: <laughs> uh, I choose okay. to
1: live in a world where that's real.
0: Last up, from, I...
1: uh, what are you saying, Brian?
0: I was just going to say, I accept it, TJ, no matter what.
1: Last up from Alex Perez. Do you guys cook? What are some of your specialties, if so?
0: One of us cooks. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I'm not, I am not much of a chef. I can grill, I can do that. But so, you know, if you do all the prep work for me, I can slap that on the grill and heat it up for you. But outside of that, um, now I've kind of become completely dependent on my wife for the most part for like real cooking.
0: Yeah, and I, uh, since 14 or 15, like, my teenage and even up until my 20s job was cooking from places like friendlies to legit Italian restaurants or whatever, um, catering businesses. So I cook everything. The one thing I actually suck at, though, is baking. Like, if you ask me to bake something, even though you would think that's the easiest because you're just following directions, that's the thing I would be closest to fucking up but if if you give me something complicated like paella or something i can cook the shit out of that i can cook whatever like honestly uh i probably cook even more to my wife more due to her schedule but like i actually enjoy cooking and yeah like barbecuing whatever yeah i like to cook so i, I can't say i have a specialty um i do you make mean steaks, but I also make great breakfasts. So I don't know. I
1: can make you a nice taco with some ground beef. There you go. <laughs> that's, that's my specialty.
0: Damn it, Jim! You cooked the beef, Jim. Did you drain it? Oh, you gotta do that. Ah, shit! <laughs> it's looking a little soupy. <laughs>
1: Yeah, Right, time for the old El Paso uh, packet. Time (laughs) for the seasoning.
0: (laughs) Ooh, it's a little spicy today. (laughs) Yeah, like I said, cooking and and, uh, not saying we have many younger teenage dudes, that it was one of the better jobs to have because, one, it paid pretty damn well. Working in a restaurant is basically everyone. It's an easy hookup factory. I'll call it that. And it is a good skill. Like, then I knew how to actually cook. So it's like one of those deals where I don't, I didn't have to wait on others. And, you know, it it can be fun. So try it out. There you
1: go. And with that, that wraps up the questions for this week. So once again, thank you to everyone for all the support. Thank you to not for signing up once again. And if you want to check out the podcast and see all of our little things that we have for our patrons, head on over for all the tiers, all the stuff you get from it. I cannot talk today. I (laughs) did. And, uh, yeah. Just today. <laughs> Very fair. Very fair. <laughs> and, yeah, if you're new to the show, make sure to head on over to iTunes and Spotify. Leave a five star review. We'll leave any, leave. We'll read any review that you put up there. Jesus fuck. I quit. Jim, I'm, I'm done. starting
0: to t- take back my, uh, you're the talker. You're my manager. You-, you can't be Paul Heyman and fucking up words like that.
1: Oh, like, God. I'm like, I'm like going from like Paul Heyman to like Studley Dudley, like little by little. Even though though Joel Gertner was a fucking treasure, it is a crime that he never made it to another uh, thing.
0: You're basically Paul Bearer. Just add in a... My Undertaker! (laughs) The most dedicated manager of all time.
1: Oh, God. He was fucking great. I mean, hell, even Mm -hmm. as Percy Pringle III. Jesus. You want to talk quality.
0: I I want you to be more... Who was that guy who was... He was always in the white suits and had the tennis racket and the terrible tan.
1: Oh, brother! Well, no, you're th- you're combining two people. You're combining Jim Cornette and Brother Love because no, 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 G-
0: no G- yeah, yeah. So Jim Cornette, I know him. Brother Love is who I was thinking of. He was a terrible Jim Cornette. I they- love you yeah. <laughs> exactly. Fucking Bruce Pritchard. Jim, can you be that for Halloween? Oh, I could be Brother Love. I could fucking rock that.
1: <laughs> I need a white suit though.
0: I mean, thrift stores are available, Jim. Do I still have
1: that, like, fake gangster outfit I had from a couple years ago? I got to see if I still have that.
0: (laughs) That might have gotten ruined that night. Ah, Chambers. Chambers, Chambers, Chambers. No, but thank you, guys. Appreciate all the questions. Appreciate all the support. And make sure, if you are new, where you're at that $2 tier, get your questions in. And if you're higher, make sure you get your game requests in.
1: And, hell, even if you're at the $1 tier, make sure to head over. Because every once in a while, we throw some special stuff up for you guys, too.
0: Yeah, we love you all. Yeah, and your money. <laughs> Fuck Jim. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Chambers. So, uh, are you sticking with the same beer, or do you got a different flavor now?
1: Uh, got a different flavor because uh, yeah. Um, so quick run around for this hazy beer hug hazy IPA. Very solid. Like I said, very citrusy. So, if you don't like the you know overbearing mouth feel. And one a little, and bitterness of hazies.
0: Overbearing, because it's bear hug. Ah! <laughs> I do words. Damn it. But yeah, if you, <laughs> if you
1: want something a little on the fruitier side for your hazies, this isn't a bad one to go with. And moving on, sticking with Goose Island, uh, their Tropical Beer Hug. It is an Imperial IPA and is 19 point, or 19, 9.9% <laughs> alcohol. Jim's going to be under a table. <laughs> it said 19 fluid ounces. I got confuzzled. So, yeah, but 9.9%. So, ooh, boy. That will be interesting.
0: I will say, I am a fan of uh, when you see the variety packs of Tropical tend to either have like guava or mango or something. They do tend to like put a little more love and care. That's like the uh, Sour Monkey variety pack. I think the one is called the Tropical Monkey, and that was probably the best of that variety pack. So, Hmm. yeah, nice. Yeah, Blue Moon. It's Blue Moon. What else am I going to say? I get... You know what I'm? I am a sucker. The reason, the only reason I ever got into martinis is because I like the little snack of the olives. Um, I like a little snack with my alcohol drinks. I wish there was actually more. Like old fashioned you can get your cherry or sometimes orange. Really, it's just supposed to be cherry. But I like a little snack with my food. Right?
1: Do with you my do you splurge for the uh, the twenty dollar bloody marys that come with basically a full meal?
0: That's a bridge too far, Jim. That is where I go. I don't want shrimp and bacon, and you know what? I'm someone who loves bacon and the hamburger I'm
1: slider. You don't get the hamburger all slider. that
0: fucking stuff. Like that's where I'm like, this is just ridiculous. Just order a burger with fucking bacon on this, and then just get yourself a bloody mary. I will say, right, right. It's like a boozy lunchable. What's not to like? I will say, you and I know, and we probably around the same time started getting into bloody marys. Yeah, they are to for sure the go to like day after a bad hangover like cures you up but you know what honestly like i found a few different mixes like i've tried a few different mixtures that i've really liked i'm also like i question myself i even did this sad thing of googling i'm like should you be drinking bloody mary's before going to bed because i like them that much i'm like is it gonna like like fuck you like because i go i'm so used to them being at morning or brunch or afternoon it's like before bed, is that a bad thing?
1: You know, so, something about hearing that come out of the mouth sounds like that's like borderline alcoholic. I don't know how, but it's oh like- no, no.
0: I mean, like, on, it's a Saturday night, and like the wife and I are watching a movie, but it's like nine or ten at night. And instead of having a beer or something else, I'm like, I really want a bloody Mary. I mean, maybe
1: the acidity of the tomato might be a bad idea to sit that, there. That's but- kind
0: of why I was thinking, I'm like, is it a bad idea to have? I mean, it was fine now, right. granted, I unless I'm really going for it the chances i ever actually get drunk are th- slim to none
1: no it's it's there to take the edge off
0: yeah but like i i i, I actually overcompensate with more of the bloody mary me- i think i just like spicy tomato juice like to be honest like the the vodka is nice the little the little uh the lime or you know the olives are good yeah but yeah i can fuck up a bloody mary yeah. No, I love one. Thanks, they, Jim.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think me and you both had our coming out party at that one bachelor party where we're all fucking hungover. Mm-hmm. We're about to board the plane, and we're like, fuck it. I don't even like Buddy Marys, but I'm going to try it. And we're all like, oh, my God. Where, where yeah. have you been all my life?
0: I mean, that really did it for me. And then even when our buddy gave me his first class ticket, and I was like, kind of doing those and rum and cokes, even though I was so in bad shape, I was like, that actually saved me. So, yeah. It... Converted me. I'll say that. Yeah, it's got me (laughs) out of some
1: jams before. Getting to the establishment with the Bloody Mary was rough, but once I got there, smooth sailing.
0: Jim, one of these podcasts will just do Bloody Marys. I'm down for that. (laughs) Well, Jim, you know, uh, it's funny. We talked earlier about being old, and nothing made me feel quite as old as this first article we're covering with uh, Engadget, and... The beloved Mario Kart is now 30 years old.
1: Yep. So as of a few fucking days ago, basically, uh, the 26th Super Mario Kart was released 30 goddamn years ago. Basically created its own genre of video game and it's still the best
0: at it, too. Here's my question, Jim. How do I say this? There's no doubt it, the latest Mario Kart is it still eight at this point? Eight Deluxe, Eight Deluxe is still really really fun. Enjoy the shit out of it. They keep releasing new tracks for it. But do you think that bubble is passing for Mario Kart? Uh,
1: no, actually, because I th- here's here's my thing with Mario Kart. I think it's a game that you only really, like, because 8 Deluxe is really just, like, an updated version of, like, 8 with, like, all the tracks from, like, the Wii U era, and then, like, they added in, like, an extra weapon slot, basically. Yeah. So, like, that's been a big controversy with Nintendo over the life of the Switch, is everyone being, like, where the fuck's the new Mario Kart? Like, you know, 8 Deluxe is fun, and it's kind of perfect. Like, I don't know what you do different unless you just throw in a crazy gimmick again like Double Dash did. So, I don't know what they're going to do with that, but Mario Kart to me is like one of those genres that's like I only need one per li- uh, like cycle of like a console basically.
0: Well, that's kind of my question is not saying the bubble's over, it's like it's already reached its ceiling height and it's just going to be what it is. Like you're saying once per cycle, it's never going to be like reinventing or in like crazy big but i also am curious like is it really our generation maybe a little bit younger that grew up with so many great memories that we're holding like i'm curious like the youngest kids does do franchises like that kind of pass them by or is it still us like introducing our kids to it that's keeping that going i think there's some of that
1: but i think like if you're gonna be a nintendo kid at some point you're gonna own a mario kart so like All the people who grew up with, like, a DS. Like, they had two releases on there, and they were both good. Um, Or, like, a 3DS kids. Like, they had a Mario Kart. Or, like, Wii. Like, I don't like Mario Kart Wii, but you know who likes Mario Kart Wii? Kids who grew up with the fucking Wii. So, it almost just seems like that kind of thing where, like, if you have a Nintendo console, it's almost like one of those titles you kind of have to get.
0: Like I said, yeah, and that's not... I'm not at all... It's... This is also a game I will firmly defend... People can argue about other ones in the Mario universe. The latest one is the best one in the Mario Kart world.
1: Yeah, like, 64 nostalgically is, like, you know, probably always going to be my favorite, but hands down, the best ones ate the locks. Yeah. So, like, it is like it is basically perfect. And, like, there have been a couple other kart racers that have, like, come pretty close. Like, back in the PS1 era, like, Crash Team Racing was really, really fucking good. Yeah. Like I was never like like a lot of people will say Diddy Kong Racing's better than, you know, Mario Kart 64, which we're going to make that argument fine. I like Mario Kart better, but Diddy Kong Racing's a great one. Uh Sonic and All-Stars uh, Racing, like that's really good. So there've yeah. been a f- there've been a few that have like, you know, come close to it, but nothing that like sticks around either.
0: That's where I'm curious just like we saw with the I'd call it now even bigger resurgence of character based fighters. Yeah,
1: smash clones basically.
0: <clears throat> I'm curious why there's not more Mario like D- PlayStation. You did the PlayStation Battle Start, like do that with Mario. Like why there's not more cart based? I mean, and I guess they it they, is- they kind of did
1: that with the uh, what do you call it? My Nation Racers, the little Big Planet cart racer. But again, you know, it's just little Big Planet characters. So that gimmick was more about boating the tracks than. Having you know all your characters there,
0: yeah. No, like you said, it it, it is. Uh, it's a, it's a genre. You know what's funny though is, I don't. I think most people, to be honest, don't even know about Mario Kart. Their mind goes right to Mario Kart sixty four because let's be honest, that's the one that really did it in a- our age group. Probably yes. Yeah. Like, and don't get me wrong, it's not shitting on Mario Kart. It's kind of the same as Star Fox versus Star Fox sixty four. Oh, yes, yeah. Star Fox was before it, but the one people remember, you know, just like there was many Call of Duties before. Wait, are you saying the original Star Fox is better than 64? No, I'm saying 64 is better, and that's the one that's more people have a memory of. Or, or like, when you think of the series Origins, oh, yeah. sometimes the very first title gets overlooked, whereas that doesn't really happen as much with, like, Super Mario Brothers. Right. Well, so- yeah, especially
1: when the original Super Mario Brothers was so important.
0: That's what I mean. So I'm just saying, like, Mario Kart, um, you know.
1: The original one's a little rough to go back to.
0: It is. It is. But what it spawned is undeniable.
1: Yeah, definitely. So happy 30th to you, you bastards. (sighs) And thank you for making me feel older than I already do.
0: (laughs) All right, Chambers. So we are back with your favorite recurring bit. So why don't you lead us into it?
1: Yes, so it's been a while since we've had a Gamer's Mad, and I can even expand this. This is just fucking nerds mad. So, Gotham Night. It's the newest entry, basically, in the Arkham series. It's a spinoff, and they're starting to show preview clips of it. And all over Twitter this past goddamn week, a one-minute clip of Nightwing fighting Harley Quinn, and uh, fucking everything explodes. So, for one, I mean... If you watched a clip, basically it's fifty seconds of cutscene and ten minutes of actual like in-game action, so like it barely shows you shit. But the and two
0: I'll, and I will have the clip going as we're talking.
1: Okay, yeah. So yeah, as you can see here, like it's a lot of cutscene, a lot of cutscene, and the one of the biggest things that people are bitching about is Harley Quinn's outfit.
0: Why, dude? So <clears throat> when you put gamers mad. When I first started it, I said, what could they possibly be getting mad about? And then I saw Harley Quinn, and there was something that struck me as odd. I was like, all right, they went an interesting way. It honestly didn't me. Like, I was so focused on, like, what's wrong with the actual game, where I was like, okay. The, like, I've seen a lot of the gameplay footage. I think it looks pretty awesome. Um, I like the way the combat looks and how it's being handled. So I was like, let me start scrolling through the comments and yeah, between her hair is too short, the makeup on her looks a little too Jokerish. which the second you say Harley Quinn and it's too close to Joker, I'm like, do you even know the hit, Like, what's going on there?
1: Oh, right. People were also nerding at it about like, oh, this is bad for the character because, you know, she's looking more like this instead of the fucking yes. this, which she originally was. So, got, I so i'm sorry not, keep going
0: i i what i couldn't get away from though is that point like hey congrats uh I'll, I'll just say batman fandom it's still really strong it has not died down and to care this much harley quinn has been in so many games and has looked so different in so many games that I go like I feel like I've seen her in every potential way possible. And I and a lot of the comments are like, Why can't they ever get her right? Which I'm like, Well, what's right to you? Because I've I know I've seen her every fucking way possible. They um,
1: they all just won that original animated series design where she's in like
0: the uh, It's the like Jester the big costume. Harlequin yeah. style. Okay. So my thing is, yeah. Which I this guess- is closer
1: than the fucking goddamn, you know, Suicide Squad movie design with the pigtails and
0: shit. But it's Margot Robbie, let's be honest. I mean, Brian, I'm not saying I don't enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the deal. I will say, I did I was kind of like when I saw it, I was like, oh, she's got like short hair this time. And I'm not a Batman a- expert. And I'm certainly not a Harley Quinn expert. I don't know what she's supposed to look like. But then I even I, I love people wrote like paragraphs after paragraphs of like lure like Oh, she did this stance like he did in Arkham Asylum and it's after Joker died and she had miscarriages. She was really bad mentally staying. Da, da, da. I'm like, "Cool, like I guarantee you the people developing this game care and know about it. I'm sure nothing is in here by accident." The makeup, yeah, it does seem a little odd just having the spade like on right. her face.
1: Here here's my little nerding little nerding cut. I'm like Wait, are they going to, like, introduce, like, the Royal Flush Gang into
0: this game? And is she going to be, like, the leader or a member of it? What are they doing there? Exactly. What I... Could they have just gone the standard? Sure. Could they even go on the way of uh, uh, MK versus DC or even in... Is it MK10 that she's a downloadable character? I think it's 10. W- yeah. Like, she looked fine. People didn't really seem to have an issue with those. I just... <laughs> what I love... I will say it did pick up, and it is something I can appreciate for continuity's sake. When she's introduced in the little cutscenes, this sledgehammer is super heavy. She's dragging it. She has to, like, get it above her. As soon as the game starts, it's like a paperweight in her hand. And I yeah. go, okay, like, there—that that is actually, see, that is a constructive criticism. Where you go, it would have been more interesting to make it not quite as heavy- Or make her the opposite of what she is, which is so fast, and almost make her kind of slower because she has to lumber that around. That would have been interesting. But, yeah, the nerd out on this is, I guess it's refreshing that there still is people that care this much about Batman and all that. So,
1: I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you get the comics fans going like they are... They just fucking do not stop with like, this is how the lore should be. No, this is not, it's, 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 it's not real. Like, I don't care if there's like a thousand things of like lore in like years. It doesn't matter. I mean, like they invented Harley Quinn for the animated series. It's not like anyone was like bitching back then about who Joker doesn't have a girlfriend. Why does he have a girl? Or you know what? Maybe, maybe they were. We just didn't maybe, have the internet back we then. We just didn't
0: have it. Yeah. I mean, here's the deal. Did you watch any of the gameplay footage outside of this for it?
1: No, that's the only one I've seen.
0: Okay, so, like, I've seen uh, the Red Hood, I believe, footage. Like, he's, like, fighting dudes in, like, an alley and, like, showing all of his gun combos and stuff. I was like, this is pretty goddamn cool. Like, and, and the combat is undoubtedly really well done in all the Arkham games. Yeah. So I don't know why people are going this hard. I guess I didn't realize how important Harley Quinn is to some people. Like, had this character been, let's even say Poison Ivy, like, do you think there would have been as much backlash? Probably not as much. It's like Harley Quinn just people argue
1: about Poison Ivy all the goddamn time too. Yeah,
0: but but like yeah, I mean, isn't there a rumor or is it true? Brendan Fraser maybe Firefly in a movie or something or a show or. I oh, thought, fuck, I
1: think he was, or maybe he was supposed to, like, maybe it was going to be, like, an expansion off of, the like, the whole Flash movie that's kind of in flux right now because of Ezra Miller and shit like that, so yeah. I forget,
0: yeah. But it's like, I don't care how they make Firefly work, if they have Brendan Fraser and it's his comeback role, you or was it that back
1: Or was it that Batgirl movie that got scrapped, and then, like, uh, they just, like, deleted all the files? That could have been did, it, too.
0: Did they scrap? The, I know they scrapped the, is it? Oh, no, yeah, Batgirl they scrapped- and they scrapped another one, didn't they?
1: Yeah, but Batgirl was like done, and then they test screened yeah. it, and then they were just like, "Oh, we're not releasing this." Like, wow, not even that's throwing dope. it on some fucking streaming platform.
0: Yeah, that that's one where I go, that's that's kind of hilarious. Like, wh- one, I guess, kudos to the studio for recognizing if they if it's gonna be shit, but you don't do it after. Everything's done. Like I hope that wasn't after the final edit. I hope that was maybe after the first pass at the edit. And they're like, I
1: don't know Ugh. if it's a test screens. Like they're pretty close to being done. Uh, and they were, yeah, and they were already true. seventy million deep into it. Like that's mm. it's
0: just fucking wild. Yeah. So, I I'm I'll just say Gotham Knights looks good to me. I would play it. Shut uh, up, nerds. Yeah, just. It, it, enjoy something and you know what just like all the other gotham games you know there's going to be dlc there will probably be a cut co- even if she's just an enemy i'm sure you can download something and be like original costumes and you can see her in whatever you want and then it'll go on pc and it'll be modded and i'm sure you'll make her nude because you're nerds so shut up
1: <laughs> it just reminds me of the good old simpsons uh clip when uh he was working for itchy and scratchy and they're like, you know, in this scene they did this, but in this scene he's missing his hat. I mean, I hope someone got fired over that. And no one's like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> that's how. That's all I could do when I was like reading all this shit.
0: Continuity and nerdism. Here's the deal: if I'm playing devil's advocate, does that keep the licenses uh, honest? Like when they do get sold out to people, like does nerdum and that level try, actually like? Almost act as like a quality control to hey. publishers, developers.
1: Hey, 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 hey. You know what? Bu- he got rid of ugly Sonic from the movie.
0: It did. So Should we hate it all? Animators
1: and Crunch be damned, but it got rid of Ugly Sonic.
0: So <laughs> that movie probably would have been much different.
1: <laughs> it probably would have hit different with uh, that first design, that's for goddamn sure.
0: Yeah. So, you know, maybe there's something. Listen and and you nervous. know what?
1: Fucking everyone mad about this. I'm I'm still just reeling from that goddamn game just coming out from the guy who made Rick and Morty. That is the most annoying fucking trailer I've ever seen in a, or a gameplay clip I've ever seen in my life.
0: So Wait, what game?
1: I'll dis- I'll dis- send you a link later. So the guy who does Rick and Morty, Yeah. he's doing a game where it's a first-person shooter and it's like set in an alien world. And your guns talk to you.
0: Oh, that fucking thing?
1: Uh-huh. And the guns never shut the fuck up either.
0: I I was sure that was going to be a topic for us where he's like, you don't want to shoot a kid. Oh, you did that.
1: Oh, God. Oh, God. There goes our E10 rating. Oh, God. Oh, why did you shoot the kid? Oh, this is a real something about society. Like, shut the fuck up.
0: You and I have talked about that. Humor in games has to be a very delicate and well done balance. And... A show that has pulled it off for years and then did it in games in the funniest way, like South Park, incorporated their humor the right way, and were acknowledging game gaming isms, if you will, and made that so funny. Whereas other games they try humor and it just doesn't sell. That game, I don't think it's gonna sell.
1: I, I, I just you know what you know what the good thing about Rick and Morty is, unless you like get high and binge it, you're only you're only watching for twenty minutes. I've never so, seen
0: a single episode of Rick and Morty, I, and it's not, it's not for any, it's not like I'm protesting. I just, I, I'm sure it's funny, but I'm also at the point where I gave up Simpsons, I gave up Family Guy. I don't even watch South Park anymore. Every so often I catch it. It's just like, I don't, I just tend to not watch that shit anymore.
1: Well, you know what? I'll, I'll give Rick and Morty this. The fan base made it insufferable when it was at its height, but the first three seasons are pretty damn solid. It falls off a cliff after that, though.
0: Hmm. Okay,
1: but yeah, like I, cause I went into it going like, all right, I'll fucking try this, but like I already hate the fan base, and I, and like it actually won me over a bit. I was like, all oh, right, this is actually pretty damn good. All right, yeah. but then when once they changed a lot of the writers, it was just like
0: real. <laughs> well, also, is it a they were suffering from their own success at that point? Yeah, they were probably. feeding into it.
1: Yeah, but this game's just like kind of showing like. Potentially, what a hack the director is because it's like it's exactly like Rick and Morty, how the guns talk to you and shit. It's so fucking
0: annoying. Yeah, well, that we do gotta save for another topic because uh, Chambers, I did decide to bring one origin one back from the past and we don't gotta spend a lot of time on it, but uh, I was thinking of which is better for us. And I know we've been in both situations, so I was kind of curious. So what's better for you when you have a plan to go do something and call it with family, whatever you want, um, and it gets canceled last minute. And now you're you're the rest of that. Let's presume it's going to be a weekend. It's now open to you. You can do whatever you want um, or. You get an unexpected day of gaming. Now, granted, you kind of got one at the hands of COVID. Yes. But, like, I think about when I was a kid, like, if I got to stay home sick and if I was in my room and had my gaming system, that meant I gave – I didn't want to call it just a sick day. But maybe the wife says, hey, I'm going to take the take our kid out for the day. You can stay home, do whatever. That almost intrinsically is like, oh, I get a day of, a day of gaming. Which is better for you at this age?
1: Plans being canceled that I don't want to fucking do. Because <laughs> <laughs> you want to know why? Because, the, I mean, there is so many... I, I would love more unexpected days of gaming. There's so few and far between. And actually, I'm I'm such a broken man at this point where anytime I have a day of gaming lined up, something happens to fuck it up. It always gets fucked, and I'm always disappointed. So, it happens so goddamn rarely where it's if there's, you know, like, plans I don't want to do, but something happens and I can't do it. It's just such a, yes. <laughs> if it means I don't have to make that extra trip and I can just, like, actually enjoy my goddamn house and not have to go anywhere. It's perfect.
0: <clears throat> yeah. Um... Maybe it's just an age thing, but I agree with you. I think plans getting cancelled. And you know what it is when I'm playing I'm I'm still like with the family, which is fine, but like you said, I don't want to be going out driving the kids somewhere, doing this and that. And and when it does get cancelled, I almost make a point of it like, Oh, you know what? Let's order from a place we haven't ordered from in a while. Like like let's make an event of this. Let's you wanna to go to movies, you want like something that's just now fun. Like you almost gain time that you weren't expecting. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, when there is a day of gaming, and maybe this is part of getting old, but like there's a part of me, I can't consistently sit now, except for our Call of Duty nights, for mm-hmm. more than like maybe two hours, three hours without feeling like I should probably just stop just consistently doing this and I need to do something. Like there's a guilt to it. Like I can't do it guilt free anymore. No,
1: it's, it's, even when I had COVID. And when I was, uh, like, uh, you know, segregating myself from the rest of the house, I was like, right, I guess I'll pop in another game, or I guess I'll pop on back on and, you know, play through more of it and try to beat it. I'm just sitting there, like, man, there's, like, nothing to do, but it's, like, it just kind of feels wrong just sitting here and doing this.
0: Yeah. And even if nobody's in the house, and it's, like, I could be doing something. And I, you know what I realized? like Well, I you do- know
1: what? Fucking, sorry to cut you off, yeah. but fucking for me, if, like, I want to be in my basement and say, like... My wife and kid, you know, the rare occasions that they're out somewhere without me, still have the goddamn dog, and he cannot be trusted on his own. So I have to leave him caged up for a couple hours if I'm going to go downstairs to the basement and fucking game. Then I'm feeling bad. The dog's caged up for a couple hours. And I'm like, ah, he's going to be an asshole all night. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to say, like,
0: a day where you're truly, like, let's say even the wife says, I got the dog and the kid. The house, we're leaving the hat. We're doing whatever. Like you truly are alone. You don't got. There is no pressing. Like you ain't got to do a specific chore. So real, like you're truly. It's not that there's anyone or anything in the house. It's just you could do a a whole day of gaming. If huh, we're talking fantasy land, then sure. <laughs> it's like like I said though. But even in those situations where it's like I have no true obligation, there is a part of me. It's like. I don't know. Like, I don't have the the fatigue of just sitting and playing a game for X amount of hours. It, I I, I just haven't done it in so long now. Like I said, the closest is our Call of Duty nights because we yeah. go out of our way like, all right, we're going to stay up all night and do this. But the energy of, like, just bullshit with you guys is what keeps you going. Like, I haven't tried to just sit probably the longest I've just sat and gamed maybe two hours, maybe two and a half in many years, and then yeah usually, I mean, even if there's like a half an hour break or something like consistent gaming, yeah, two to two and a half hours at tops,
1: yeah, like even when I was like down with covid like i I still took breaks from gaming like i like I just kind of like one like the Friday night when it happened, like I just you know went into the discord and listened to my human consumption, bring them up again, like when they were doing their podcast and just like vegged out and listened to that. I was like, all right, I'll get back to some games eventually now and shit. Like eventually I gotta kinda do something else. I don't have the brain power for it anymore.
0: Here's the thing though, I did find, you know, I've said I know we both listen to a lot of podcasts. There's a, a a feeling of when I do veg out, if I'm playing a game where I will like if it's a game that I don't need to be paying attention to, I listen to podcasts while I game now. But I also, you know me, I've always been weird, even with Call of Duty. I've been able to go on mute in that game, have a phone conversation, do other things where I don't need to be listening. Like, with my wife, the amount of times I'd be on a call, and it would take her a while, but she'd be like, are you playing a game right now? It would be on mute, but I'd be like, (laughs) no, no. No, but click, 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 It click, wouldn't, click. like, completely diminish my ability in the game either, which was always really... It's almost like I focused more. <laughs> it's weird
1: when you have those times when you're doing that, and then you wind up having a better game than usual, and you're like...
0: You're ah. like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> so, yeah, I think we're both in the same boat, though. When those plans get canceled, and all of a sudden you got a free whole day, it's like... Oh. <laughs> uh-huh. But yeah... <laughs> yep.
1: Oh, we can't go over this house? Oh, what a shame.
0: (laughs) Willikers, whatever will we We don't have to drive an hour? Oh, damn it. (laughs) Oh, man, cheese and crackers. A hot pot of coffee. That's just the worst. (laughs) So you guys, you let us know which do you think is better. Those plans getting canceled and you get a free day on a weekend or just that unexpected day of gaming. You let us know.
1: Mm hmm. Love to hear from you. So, Bri, speaking of bits. Yep. I I was thinking about introducing a new one to the show. So, you know, even a page that small as ours, we still get our share of comments during the course of a week. So I figured, fuck it. Let's go with a comment of the week. So, you know, as the comments come in, if I see one that's like spicy or trashy or I just look at it and go, huh. I'm like, all right, let's bring this in and discuss. Go on. So this comment of the week
0: Wait, comes just just so I'm clear. Do you mean on YouTube? Or so, yeah, just up? on
1: YouTube. Okay. Yeah, YouTube comment of the week. I should. All right, I'm gonna update the thing. Call it YouTube comment of the yeah,
0: week. Yeah, because at first I thought you meant when you were saying that I thought you meant Twitter. I was like, all you want, look at is trashy and crazy comments. I was like, this is gonna be um, nuts. <laughs> no, that would be <laughs> so that YouTube. would be a fucking cesspool of uh, okay. fucking
1: picking shit. But yeah, YouTube comment of the week. So th- this one for this week comes to us from my review of Kicks the. Port to the Game Boy of the early 80s goddamn arcade game where the whole point of the game is there's an enemy stick flying around and you basically have to build in squares to fill up the thing without getting touched and killed. So, um, I guess for now I'll leave out the name of the guy who said it, but uh, the comment says this game is racist.
0: Um, and when and when you look, and I'll put the footage of the game. I was going to say, at it's, first, it's that's the thing you look at and go... It's a vector. I, I don't even know... What is the thing you would consider yourself as you're controlling? It's like a moving vector, right?
1: Well, the vector's the enemy. The, the, the That's oh, the that's thing right. that's flying all around. So you're controlling the little dot on the screen the little, that goes up and makes the uh, the squares and you know squares off everything.
0: So being racist. Now,
1: he's talking about this specific port. And at first when I saw this, and I saw that game's racist, my first initial thought was, what the fuck is this guy talking about? How the hell? And then it clicked in my head and went, ooh. So, Brian, I'm actually going to send you a picture right now if you want to dump this into the podcast episode. Okay. So, it comes down to the score screen and the game over screen. And for whatever it, for it reason... The game over screen is Mario in the middle of a desert, dressed up in a sombrero in the it's a
0: mariachi outfit
1: a mariachi outfit, yeah, so
0: with a music note and a vulture. uh-huh. does the game at any moment reference deserts
1: no Mexico no Spanish culture no
0: so for- just for some
1: reason hey mariachi Mario.
0: But Here's my question. I mean, okay, it's safe to say, yes, Mario is not, we we know Mario is not a Mexican person. Would you still say that's racist? It's weird. It's weird.
1: It's like, is there... Like, when I saw it, when I was, like, you know, doing a review for the game and I was playing and I saw the end screen, I was like...
0: Why the fuck is he dressed up like this?
1: But I was just like, whatever. Well, here's
0: a question: What would make it racist to me would be if Mario goes, ay yeah, yeah, and like, <laughs> there's like Mexican music playing in the back, like mariachi, stereotypical. But do, what actually ha- is? Do you just see it screen? That's it, or is like, is there something else going on?
1: I mean, like the music's like kind of like you know, you know, Mexican mariachi ish. So okay. there's that, but it's like. Yeah, I thought it was like more weird. I was like, yeah, I guess you can call this race. Because I know, like, when Mario Odyssey came out, like, this mariachi outfit kind of makes a return. And people okay. were like, in that game, were like, why? Why this? And I mean, here's the simple answer it's, it's fucking Japan. If you've ever watched anime, you will know that Japan does not care about other races. We're being sensitive well, to other races.
0: Yeah. Yeah, if you've I've,
1: ever seen a black person in an anime, you know Japan does not care about other races. Yeah, so we can just get that out of the way right there. Now, this—if you want to call it racist—it's like okay, I can maybe see it. But this is probably like the harm, the most harmless example I can think
0: of. Yeah, is it? And then it even goes into question: is it pure un, unbridled ignorance from Japan, or is it? You know, yeah, I don't think they did it with malicious intent. And especially since it is Japan. I think the problem is people don't disassociate a Nintendo with America for some reason. I think they think it's an American byproduct. Because I've seen this argument before. And they're like, yeah, once again, America. I'm like, you know Nintendo's from Japan, right? Like, let's first start there. Yeah. Don't lump us in with, don't lump America in with Japan. Um. Yeah, that's a weird one. It's a good catch by you, the fact that you were able to put two and two together. Because when I saw the comment, my initial thought was, oh, this is bait. This is somebody just trying to say something to elicit some kind of response.
1: Yeah, and the guy's guys name is Paul Samar, and I don't know, maybe he's Spanish. And he looked at it and went, hey, what the fuck? (laughs) So I don't know. You tell me, Paul, if you're listening. You tell me and let me know. You know if this actually affected you or whatever. But yeah. I was like, yeah, I can kind of see it. But I'm like, I just like it. I was immediately inspired for this bit because like I need those every once in a while. I had those comments where like I wake up, I take my shower from work, I log into YouTube Studio to see if we have any new comments, and I see that at like 6:45 <laughs> in the morning and do a double take and go, "What the hell?"
0: I definitely saw that one. And like I said, my brain automatically disregarded. And I went, "All right, that's someone." going for attention. But what you just brought up, you know what? I like it. I like the bit and I uh man, we might I I feel like there's old ones we should probably address. Not I mean, even we just, have a
1: thousand in our goddamn uh, MLB videos and like baseball lists and shit like that we could do.
0: Even I'll try to ke- I'll try to
1: keep it for the ones that come in during the course of the week, but if yeah. we need one,
0: we'll dip into the old's. Yeah, cuz there are some old ones I definitely <laughs> We got some good ones. We might have to group all the ones for your Kevin Spacey comment. <laughs> oh, God. We could have a fucking... We could have,
1: like, four months of this bid based off that goddamn video alone. Off that one fucking phrase.
0: Yeah. So, no. It, it's, you know... My problem is... Uh, if you're saying it... Ser- if you're saying it ch- kind of jest, like, hey, that's kind of fucked up. That's fine. If you're saying it with serious intent... It's Like, don't throw it around that loosely. I think Japan is Japan, and as Jim said, really anything Mario is in, especially even if it's Japanese, in theory, even though they're Japanese, it's racist. Their portrayal of Mario, an Italian, could be considered racist. So, Mamma yeah. Mia, exactly. <laughs> that, oh, I'd like some uh, spaghetti. <laughs> I mean. It, I, I do like their because spaghetti, because, Brian. I mean, come on. I mean, you you know, Jim, you like your sketties. <laughs> I do like my sketties. <laughs> no, and I, I like my
1: gabagool and my pasta bazool. You've never had any gabagool, don't you? I've <laughs> had gabagool and pasta bazool, i have, you know. <laughs> Just haven't but, been to the motherland.
0: <laughs> but yeah, no, great. I do like that bit, so good job, Jambers. And speaking of bits, um, our last topic, and it's reoccurring, but... It's kind of a bastardization of a previous bit I covered, but it it's more focused because there's a lot of these movies I want to talk about, but um, I don't know what I want to call it yet. So right now I'm calling it, would it make a good game or like, let's make a game out of this movie. But I, the other day I was watching Speed and I said, how could this be a game? Like, I, th- I, I, I have my thoughts on it um and i'll 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 feed that to you and i want to see your take on it but my pitch is there are so many uh team-based games out there and basically you have to have one person be the driver the other person be the person trying to figure out how to disarm the bomb and doing menial tasks to like keep people that are on in the let's call the first stage the bus Like, dealing with all that shit and doing all those other things. But the person driving, like, you got to stay focused. Like, can't, like, get below 50. you got to avoid traffic. So two very different tasks are going on. You could have a third person be, like, the Dennis Hopper, like, mastermind trying to throw things, like, into it. Or you could just have them going through, like, a campaign and basically, like, level one's been... You know, the actual bus level two is what was the second movie? The boat boat. You you could do a plane like a train like you could do a few different like goofy In automobiles. Oh, damn it. But um, it's it's such a goofy and this doesn't need to be a highly produced thing, but that could be fun because I could see fodder for that like Jim. Just drive the fucking bus right while I'm trying to do this. Well, like Or like the argue, the classic argument, like who's going to shoot versus who's going to drive. Yep. Oh, oh, I'm going to handle this. And it's like the goofiness of that. And if you add that third player element in it where they're like trying to throw wrenches in it, I could see something such a simple concept becoming fun. Because like the person trying to go through the bus, like take the middle piece out. Go underneath, inspect the bomb, do this, and like as and in real time, like the driver moving is affecting how you're doing shit. I think that could be actually kind of fun.
1: That could be fun. No, I like that idea. See, my idea, I'm going. Do not stra- say beat them up. No. Okay. no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm going straight up like arcade racer, like time trialish kind of game. Something you could just like plop right into Dave and Buster's. So basically, you know, you have to keep moving and avoiding the other cars on the road to hit checkpoints in a certain amount of time. So you can, like, reasonably be like, all right, you have to keep this level of speed so you can hit the check marks in time without timing out and kind of crap like that. And maybe, you know, so just kind to keep of like
0: it. Crazy Taxi?
1: Kind of like Crazy Taxi, kind of like OutRun or shit like that or Cruising USA where, you know, you're just going through shit and just trying to, you know, hit those time markers to keep adding time to yourself to keep yourself alive. And, you know, if you hit too many cars, you slow down too much, you don't hit the thing, boom, you explode.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I think either one. Yeah, either one. Like, I, I think that would be the more obvious route. And actually, and
1: with saying. mine, so, you, like, you get a few more seconds, you know, if you, whatever seconds you gain carries over. So if you do slow down a bit, you have a little bit of wiggle room, so it's not, like, you know, completely unfair and shit like that. Yeah, Whereas like, if, like, you know, you instantly go under 50, you're dead. Because that, that would just piss people off too fast.
0: Yeah. But, like I said, I think that could be where it's it's almost unreasonably hard. But where where with mine is, no, you definitely have the you can't get below 50. So that way, like, whoever's a driver, like, you've really got to be on your game. But then again, the driver, like, yeah, maybe there is a time aspect to mine where it's, like, the person who's doing the shit throughout the bus, like, Gains you more time or maybe lenience or something like that where it's like they're not off the hook either it's like you gotta stop fucking up too. get us our bonuses whereas a yeah. driver you 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 know i'd be like jim stop hitting the fucking wall
1: <laughs> or one of those games like it takes two where you can only play it like co-op and shit like that yeah and you have to do it the whole time like that, that could
0: be fun <laughs> i mean it, it of all the weird we we talked about Stallone games. Like, did Cliffhanger really need all those ports? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I I mean, it's <laughs> it's so odd of all the weird, shitty movies that were licensed into games that Speed never became one.
1: Like, yeah, that's true. I, I, I am actually shocked that Speed never became some kind of game either. <laughs> I, you know what? There's probably, like, a random Game Boy Color game of it that, like, neither of us know
0: about or some shit like that. It's possible, but like I like Brian, would you have
1: expected for Herbie foy to have
0: a fucking game? Unfortunately, with Pixar stuff, yeah, it, that is Pixar, right?
1: Well, it was Disney, so yeah, that's yeah. actually a bad example, but
0: but no, like I even look at things like I'm trying to think non-Disney example, but like there's plenty of them, and, and <laughs> Green as dog. I said. As I said, you and I talked before. Like we did this kind of like with like directors, we'd like see their movies adapted. And I know we like say Quentin Tarantino. Now there's even a Reservoir Dog games. Um, oh yeah, there is one, isn't there? But like, you know, there we we talked about ways that, but I there's a lot of movies I think about like that where I go, it would be interesting to see this adapted into a movie into a video game.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: that's where my mind is with this bit. I mean, come on, developers, hire us. We we got ideas. We got, we we'll got ideas, ideas
1: out the ass for 25-year-old movie games. Hire us. You won't go wrong.
0: Instead of just remaking shit and then get, having it fail like the Resident Evil Netflix series, how about you hire us and we'll give you some properties you haven't touched yet?
1: Ah, uh, rest in piss, Resident Evil. Mm-mm-mm.
0: You never watch that, right? No. Don't.
1: Well, I don't need to now. I, mean, I don't I'm have to gonna... worry about not finishing a story, Brian.
0: Oh, it's so bad. So, Yeah. Well, with that, chambers, so between those two beers, which one was your favorite? You know what? I like the hazy more. Okay. Th- this this Tropical one, it's weird
1: because, like, there's more alcohol to it, and it, like, tastes slightly boozier. Well, what, it
0: was 19%, right? <laughs>
1: yeah, 19.9%. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, 9.9%, and there's, like, nothing to it flavor-wise, like, weirdly. Like, huh. nothing really stands out. I'm very, like, weirdly torn on this. Cause like it doesn't have that like full IPA like you know experience, but like there's also just like it's it's weird. Like I know they went for like a more tropical lighter thing, but it's also not like citrusy or fruity. It's just kind of there, hmm. and like it's fine, but like there's nothing that like stands out about the flavor of it at all. This is really like this is throwing my brain off.
0: Gotcha. So you'd go hazy.
1: I'm going. I'm going with the hazy bear hug. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and. Blue Moon, here's the deal. If you're a craft beer drinker, the problem is, if you're around snobs, they kind of turn their nose at Blue Moon because it's not really craft and who it's brewed by. For a Belgian white, it's fine. Enjoy it. It it does its job. And I don't even know. Of course. Oh, yeah. 5.4%. So... It, it, you know what? Like I said, you can do much worse for macro brews. Try it out. It's really good, especially if you want to get out of the comfort zone of lagers. I always really enjoy it. But make sure, get your get your orange. Don't let anyone shame you into not using an orange when you're drinking it.
1: <laughs> we, we we can't say these words anymore in private back in the day. Throw, <laughs> throw an orange in your beer and it's like, oh, what are you? uh,
0: Yep. Exactly. Ah, <laughs> uh, little needs a needs an orange for his beer. <laughs> you you definitely heard some words, Jim. Oh, the f- <laughs> things were said that would shatter that would shatter people's complete everything today if they heard. So yeah, <laughs> society. <laughs> so with that, we want to say thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure once again if you are supporting us on Patreon, get those questions in, and watch all the bonus videos available. If you're watching on YouTube and you haven't hit subscribe, please do that. Hit the notification bell, and if you're listening to us on iTunes or Spotify, if you hit subscribe, we would truly appreciate it. And if you give us a 5-star rating, even if you want to bash us, we will read all comments on this podcast. With that, we And hey,
1: to- if your comment is weird or wacky enough, you might make it on the
0: show. <laughs> Jim, now everyone, every video is, this game's racist.
1: <laughs> right, that's called easy content. Forty chess move, my friend, Forty d chess.
0: So with that, everyone, we want to say have a good night and cheers.
1: Cheers, guys.